Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 83 of the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast, featuring the Sovereign Soundboard. As always, you can find us on most platforms, streaming podcasts, including Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, and iHeartRadio, among others. If you're listening on iTunes, leave us a review. Links to all the platforms are available at ykwrestling.com. If you're heading over to ykwrestling.com, go ahead and get you some NWO-inspired Young Kings Wrestling BLM shirts. Available in classic and breast cancer awareness styles. Head over to that link tree at ykwrestling.com and click that what a maneuver link. Proceeds from the shirts are deposited into a fund. Goes towards legitimate causes benefiting Black Lives Matter. Now introducing your hosts. I am Thespian TC Fontaine. Joined by the nature boy, Reek Flair. If you follow (laughs) us on Twitter... Join our conversation on social media with the hashtag YKWrestling and the hashtag YKWPod. How you doing today? Yeah, bro, why are you out here sounding like the Crimson Chin, bro? I don't what know, man. <laughs> I'm going to try something different, you know? Oh, man. Hey, it's My never a dull moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I thought of, too, with that voice. Oh, man. Yeah, it's never a dull moment out here. Facts. How you living, man? Uh, isolated. You know, shut down right now because yeah. uh, you know stuff going on. So I gotta gotta be in. Spot I wish I had right that now. Uso sound bite. Nah, damn. Yeah, I need yeah. that. But you know, it, it, it's all good. That just need more content. So you know, and you know, I'm just you going on tour. Got this free. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I already did smacking the raw the other night. So you know, when that dropped, y'all go check that out. That one was fire because, you know, we had the whole squad. Justin from Get Show showed up, Vince, Matt. We had a whole set right there. It was like, like five shows right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that, that was dope. That was definitely dope. Uh, but, you know, I'm still now with all this free time, you know, I'm just diving right into that 2002. I went through. You know what's crazy? I was talking about this the other night. I done went through the Katie Vick Survivor Series. Uh, I'm doing like the it's two weeks. I'm two weeks after Survivor Series right now. You know, I just realized too. Getting up Armageddon. I thought, yeah, yeah, I'm about to get there. which, which I'm a real quick before you get into what you're saying. Now, I done brought up Armageddon 2002. That is the best stage in WWE pay per view history. I'm standing on it right now. Oh, we don't have a conversation about that, but uh, now nah, I, I, I realized I thought. The, the whole Katie Vick thing was a one a one show segment that it was going to die there. I, I hadn't realized that this man came out the following week and brought out the same mannequin and got in the center of the ring, sat that mannequin on his lap and did an interview with it. Like, I, I don't I don't know how much lower you could be stupid. <laughs> like, this was just this was just bad TV, bro. I uh. I've been sitting on ice for uh, another bracket idea for a while now. I've I'm, I'm been sitting on ice, and uh, you you bringing up Katie Vick just reminded me. So uh, I'm going to flesh out those details on my end, and we might have to make something happen. Oh, boy. Yeah. Here we go. 
Yeah, man. Uh, I, I, I finished my 2001 slash 2002 rewatch, finally. A whole year-long project uh, that started... It started last year, uh, a couple of days ago, when WCW was officially bought by the WWE and they did the simulcast. I watched, uh, I don't know, something something made me want to watch uh, that episode of Raw on the anniversary last year. And I've been watching WWE weekly since then, uh, every single week in real life. Uh, you know what I mean? Going back to the dates, I, I, I feel like I'm rambling and not making sense, but so I'm just going to move on. Uh, <clears throat> I finished my... I finished my year-long rewatch. Uh, finished it with the the first ever draft, so that was cool. Um, X Pop came back this week in history. Uh, Eighteen years ago, <laughs> nineteen years ago, yeah. X Pop came back. Uh, didn't realize he was gone. He was gone. Ivory came back recently as well. Didn't realize she was gone. But she on the she on the the fifty greatest. She is. We're gonna talk about that. That's my that's my yeah. next talk Let's talk about that yeah. real quick. But uh yeah, I, I got my I got my rewatch out the way. My uh WWE network subscription uh died <laughs> a fateful death on was it Thursday? Friday. It's Friday, yeah. So the the last thing I ever watched on the WWE network was uh my 2002 rewatch. I designed it that way. Yeah. Damn. Oh, so you uh, were prepared for this? I wasn't. Uh, they they emailed me like the day before. It's like your subscription is going to expire tomorrow. I'm like, oh. So I'm just going to spend the whole day watching WWE Network because it's the last time I'm going to. Because I, I got Peacock now. That shit sucks. I pay for the premium subscription and was still met with ads. So what the fuck is that about, NBC? Nah, nah, we don't have some words about that <laughs> and i was just like maybe it's a glitch or something and you know this is a new service and everything it's not that new of a service it's been around for a few months now so any glitches of that sort probably should have been worked out it's not a you know glitch with the the content that i'm watching i'm only you know there's only a few things of content that i'm watching on peacock that's wwe and the office don't really plan on watching anything else on there. Uh, but I was mad with ads. So I'm like, hmm. So as, as I do, I do my due diligence and I, I go looking on Twitter for damn near everything, like customer service issues. I will go and search a company's uh, you know, support page on Twitter mm. and my issue to see if maybe it was addressed in the past, something like that. Uh, <laughs> Life hack for y'all that might not know to do that, but it's a it's a good way to see, you know, to, to get a lot of answers from real people about an issue you might have that somebody else probably had before you. Um, but anyway, I digress. Uh, I, I looked up, I was just like, I, I, was, I was looking to see, and they said that that is by design, that some content may have limited advertisements, which, Sounds like some bullshit because like nobody else does that. Hulu doesn't do that. Uh, I hear HBO Max is planning on adding uh, an ad tier to their service. It's, it's going to make their service a little cheaper. Uh, 
you know, some people that might not want to pay $15 to watch movies, they can pay maybe half of that with ads. So I think that's fair. But no, never in the history of anybody's streaming service, Spotify doesn't do this. You're paying for premium Spotify, you're paying to not have ads typically. If I'm paying for premium Peacock, what am I paying for if I'm still getting ads? I don't know. That's, that's a problem. So that's my main issue with that yeah. for now. Aside from the fact they don't have a live network feed, which is probably my favorite part of the network, if I'm watching a pay-per-view or something, I'm just leaning on the, and watch yeah, whatever is right coming into, on next. Yeah, like like Stone Cold afterwards. Yeah. He does the podcast and stuff. So yeah, that's, that's my beef. But uh, I got Peacock. I started watching the uh, 50 Greatest Women earlier today. And uh, I got a, you know, I got a, up to Jacqueline at number, I think Jacqueline was like 32. Gail Kim was 33. And yeah. uh, I, Gail Kim kind of shocked me a little bit, but it was good to see her <laughs> get some love from the company uh, for the first time in a long time. Uh, jazz too. I was I was uh, I wasn't surprised to see Jazz on the list compared to Gail Kim, but it's good to see Jazz get some shine too. Especially the Jazz has been on my TV on a weekly basis in 2021, uh, watching Impact Wrestling. So always got some love for Jazz out here. Uh, I heard from you that AJ Lee was on the list. I have not gotten there yet, but yeah. you were shocked about that apparently. I was, I was indeed. And it's not that she shouldn't be on there because I, I believe that she absolutely does. Um, I didn't expect WWE to be, you know, showing this particular love because obviously we know her direct ties to a particular individual who they just, you know, scrape off the face of all of their content. But I mean, they did obviously his face off. I mean, he was, he was on a show that was analyzing their content. So I don't think they have that much of an issue with him as much as a lot of people well, think. Well, not I guess not today, because you know, like everything's kind of cool now. I guess he's like water under the bridge about it. He ain't beefing with them no more. But um, I mean, I don't think he's forgiving them. But oh no, 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 he's not no, tripping. Of course not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I thought her her placement does was other things too. I didn't think they put her this high, but um. Cause we talking like in the teens, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, so y'all really love. Her. I mean, she was part of you know that that whole transition into the divas revolution, getting away from you know what they used to be to where they are now. So it, that that that's pivotal. So I putting her on the list was a no brainer, you know. Just that I didn't expect her to be that high. So that that was good. I was pleasantly surprised by that. Yeah. Uh, I was I was surprised, but maybe I shouldn't be. But I was kind of surprised to see Bull Nakano on the list too. Uh, I think that's that's a legend that nobody brings up. And now, now I, I kind of wish that uh, Aja Kong had a better run in the WWE. She definitely <laughs> would have made this list. I think Aja oh, yeah. Kong does not get enough respect, and I think I'm going to take some time out and dedicate uh, a segment to Aja Kong. Maybe put her in our Hall of Fame. I, I, I had a I had one small issue that she wasn't even like mentioned because they have, you know, some honorable mentions in there. Mm -hmm. And th th this is going to piss you off too because they didn't even mention her. But guess who they did mention? Cameron. Oh. Um, 
Give me a hint. The Battle Royal. Yo, Kim? <laughs> nah, 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 nah. The Battle Royal that had to get renamed at Mania. I mean, <laughs> I mean, at least at least she was an honorable mention and they didn't put her on the list because they definitely oh. would have ranked her top five any other time. Yeah, they would have. And I ooh, that wouldn't have been okay. Nah. Now we honestly, I'm gonna say it right now. She the she the worst women's wrestler of all the time because <laughs> she, I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna, I'm gonna say why I'm gonna say why because it was she she basically had a monopoly on women's wrestling for decades mm-hmm. with a particular like cat fight type of style which got so much disrespect up until six seven years ago. Like that style of wrestling led to so much negative reaction towards women's wrestling to the point that still to this day it's difficult. Like I, I, I'm going to talk about this in a, in a little bit, but like look at Sasha and Bianca, for instance. <laughs> People are pushing for that to main event WrestleMania, which I think rightfully it should. Mm-hmm. People are pushing for that, and, and the pushback from other people is, is been rooted in a lot of sexism. And I think, aside from the obvious stuff, I think Fabulous Moolah kind of indirectly and directly contributed to a lot of that. So that's why I say she's the worst all the time, because I think the reputation that women's wrestling got in the 90s and in the, the 2000s, in just the early half of the last decade, a lot of that negative reaction was based on the fact that Moolah monopolized the the game for such a long time. At well, least I mean, in America, and like that, in in Japan, Mexico, like is is not it's no issue. It's just specifically in America, it's a lot of like rewiring that still needs to be done. I mean, there's that in the fact that women's wrestling compared to men's West wrestling wasn't getting in mainstream, so. When you're popular in the, on the side of it that's not getting the most attention, it's like, well, who's really gonna who's really gonna be usurping your spot at the end of the day? It's like, oh yeah, you know, well, women's wrestling isn't blowing up right now. Mula is the shit on the scene over there, but you know, what is it really saying? So that plus and the, I, the I realized the that I realized that about a month ago when we had uh, when we had Chris Bournet on here talking mm-hmm. about the lady wrestler. And I researched those women in that documentary, watched how they worked their matches during the same time frame as Mulu. And yep. they was actually doing moves that a lot of folks' favorite wrestlers are doing nowadays. Mm-hmm. And that's why you could argue- She watered she down the game to. so much. Right, she had kind of had to, because if, if they would have been Mentioning the same black conversation with her, that's all exactly. She would have been gone, so she, I guess, you know, in a way, she kind of didn't have a choice but to, you know, put that monopoly on the game because otherwise, you out of here. So, yeah, with that being said, she the worst women's wrestler of all the time. <laughs> Big facts. Uh, I, th- I think I got one particular beef with this list so far, like, right now, it's it's kind of like, eh, it's, it's really just to generate conversation. But this one, it, it bothered me a little bit. We, we started it off with, uh, I actually forgot who number 50 was. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, 
I forgot. Tony Storm was number 49, which I didn't necessarily agree with that either. But Kaylee Ray was number 48. Yeah. The, the longest reigning women's champion in the company in how long? Yeah. Is yeah, number 48 of your greatest women of all time? Yeah, that, that, that's wild. That's real crazy. Like, nobody has really come close to beating her. Like, I know they had about six months off, was it, last year? Give her a Even with them six months, like, nobody was beating her before then. Mm-hmm. So, I, I that's probably the only change I would make. Like, Tony, not Tony Storm, but Tony Storm needs to be higher than 49, too. But Kaylee Ray definitely needs to be higher than 48. Like, I, I would argue Kaylee Ray's probably – at this point, maybe top 15 all time. Just like holding that title, beating the names that she's beaten. She hasn't just beaten chumps. Like, she's beaten Tony Storm, Piper Niven. Uh, I'm, I want to say she's beaten Rhea Ripley at some point. I want to say. Um, Kaylee Ray? I don't think so. No. Unless maybe. it was in, like the, unless it was in the May Young, but I'm going to go, I don't I'm gonna go so. confirm that really quick. Uh, now that I said it, I don't think so. But uh, I'm like, I, I could tell you this: the Nico Satomura, like, beat her. Like, she's beating everybody, put in front right. of her. She's, she's. I would like to see her come and tangle it up with some women in America. That's what Walter doing because Walter is beating everybody. So Walter <laughs> America, because ain't shit else for him to do. Kaylee Ray needs to do that because she's beating everybody else. And I think if she does that and she come here and they're smart and they have her beat people she's supposed to beat here in America, then she might get some respect. But 48, not feeling it. Yeah. Not feeling it. So the, re- the rest of this list might, might stress you a little bit. All right, I'm going to get back to watching it when we're done here. Um, so, no, nah, Kaylee Ray has never beaten uh, Rhea Ripley, unfortunately. No. Ever. They never even fought one-on-one, but they have fought uh, on teams together. Uh, War Games 2019 and uh, episode of NXT in January of 2020. And uh, yeah, Rhea Ripley was on the uh, Victor team and Kaylee Ray was on the loser team. Yeah, there we go. Only time Kaylee Ray can say she has beaten Rhea Ripley is uh, in a battle royal to determine number one contender for the uh, women's championship over there in NXT UK. Don't know the results as far as the eliminations go, so she probably didn't even eliminate her. So really, Kaylee Ray's never beaten Rhea Ripley. I am wrong about that, but I need to see that match now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, Rhea question. Ripley, uh, you know, we're going to talk about it. Maybe maybe Rhea Ripley get a get a job done at Mania. We can uh, get, some, get some champions versus champions match at some point down the line. Listen, Worlds Collide, Survivor Series, you got options. Wild card, you want to do that again? Oh, my God, listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, the, 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 the excuses and reasons that they come up with for pe- putting people on different shows blows my mind every every other month. Like, I don't get it. Are they still doing that that brand-to-brand invitational where it's like you got three times a year to... That's the thing, I don't know, like... That they haven't mentioned it in I don't know how long and it's like they didn't say that it's over but they didn't say it's not over either 
Yeah, so it's like things they, they they keep that rule in their back pocket to explain anything they need to do. Yeah, which I guess is is good to have that way. Like you can at least have some sort of explanation when this person feel, is popping up. I feel like that's what they was gonna try to do with Charlotte. Although Charlotte was, I guess, from what they're talking about, Charlotte might actually move to SmackDown. But it's so much going on with that situation. Yeah. Because like, like, you come out, say she got COVID, but then say she's going to appear on the show. Like, I think the rumor that she was appearing on SmackDown was before COVID. But even after she announced her diagnosis, which I felt like she should not have had to announce her diagnosis. Yeah. Which oh, I, it, it's one of my biggest issues with, with wrestling fans on Twitter is like they force wrestlers to have to explain themselves when I don't think they want to. I had the issues like when, when Alex Shelley was supposed to appear on the on the Hard to Kill pay per view, and when he dropped out of it, and they were just like still pushing a whole bunch of rumors that Alex Shelley got COVID or he was involved in a in a domestic dispute, whole bunch of stuff that was just false, and also kind of be damaging, and the fact that wrestlers have to come out and explain the true narrative of what's going on. Alex Shelley came out and said, hey, look, I have an actual career outside of wrestling where I'm around a lot of people, a lot of vulnerable people. So I work in the medical field. He didn't have to reveal what his shoot job yeah. was. Yeah, that, that ain't nobody's business. Like, but the on. fact he had to do that was, was, was wow. And the fact that Charlotte had to come on here and clear things up. And then you still push that she's showing up on the show. Listen, Charlotte, for whatever people's opinions of her, she don't owe explanations to nobody in terms of who she is personally, because I, I, I said this, like, she got my respect for the way she held down Andrade. Oh, yeah. Because they was going to hold that man hostage for I don't know how much longer. And she said, look, do what y'all got to do. Let him out of his contract. And if the rumors are true, she might be sitting out mania because they they caved in and said, okay, we're going to let him out. Which is no fine with me. Clause. Yeah. Because the direction of what, what we thought they were going, did not want to see it. Not, you know, I don't, I don't want nobody to get sick or nothing for, you know, for my entertainment, but I didn't know she was going to get sick. I just didn't want her to be in, in, in the main event. Yeah. And, and the Versus thing is too, like, yeah, yeah. And the thing is too, like, I don't mind. Obviously, WrestleMania is better when you have a talent like Charlotte on the card, but we've seen her against Asuka. Don't want to see it no more. We've seen her against Sasha. Don't want to see it no more. I mean, we could later down the line if she goes to SmackDown, but not in this context. Not when we have Bianca Sasha set up, and it needs to be left alone. So that, that, that just puts you in a position like, okay, leave that shit alone. If you had something else, if you develop some other, you know, storylines with the women, that's one thing. But you didn't, so you, you can take you can take this one to sit out. It's not a big deal. Facts, man. Uh, speaking of WrestleMania, man, uh, <laughs> this hype around WrestleMania weekend is is heating up. Like I have not anticipated a WrestleMania weekend as much as I have before. I don't think really ever. I'm very excited about it. You know, we got a NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. That is a mouthful. Uh, we got some newly announced matches this week. I'm going to spell those out for you. 
uh, MSK versus Grizzled Young Veterans versus Legato Del Fantasma versus Vacant for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Versus Vacant. Versus Vacant. <laughs> the current holder of the Tag Team Championships. <laughs> oh, man. That's going to be fun. Uh, we got Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT UK Championship. Told you, man. He ran out of he ran out of challenges out there. It's about to be so fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's gonna man. Uh, I am ready for I am ready for uh, the uh, the the pain and the torture that Tommaso Ciampa is about to put himself through for our entertainment. I want to thank him ahead of time. Uh, next up, we got Jordan Devlin versus Santos Escobar in a ladder match to determine the undisputed cruiserweight championship. And you had the king of the ladder match, the uh, the inventor <laughs> of the ladder match coming out there. <laughs> Y'all know what I did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> coming out there, said no words, just slid a ladder. You know what I did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got a gauntlet eliminator match uh, to determine the number one contender for Johnny Gargano's North American Championship. So that gauntlet eliminator is on night one, and the title match will be on night two. And uh, also, we uh, we got Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. They announced that would be in an unsanctioned match. It should be an unsanctioned match without a referee. I think I'm on I'm on the uh, side of a lot of, of pundits against unsanctioned matches now because I thought about it. I was like, yeah, why is there a referee out there? In in full uniform at least. Like well, and if you're not Randy Orton, why are you competing in an unsanctioned match in your ring gear? Well that 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 I can't explain, but I mean I mean we we've we've seen that a lot of times, like with, with well, not a lot of times, but <laughs> a time a time or two here and there. I, I don't know why, but I I've said from the jump, once Adam Cole attempted vehicular assault or vehicular manslaughter, whichever one it was, or was that Kyle? My bad. Um second that happened, I said this gotta be unsanctioned. So that that was I think absolutely if, if you pull up at anybody business to come run they fade. <laughs> <laughs> at that point is 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 no it's no rules all gloves are off i i i do feel i'm i'm digging how they they use adam cole to try to blur the lines like they did with pat on their interview and now he just pulling up and do schools <laughs> like yo i don't care if you train this dude like i got smoke for you right now Thanks. but yeah now nah, this definitely gotta be you can have a ref but it, it gotta be like 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 the Triple H unsanctioned match because like yo you just out there to count a pinfall or submission, I don't want to hear you for stay out the way. Else. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't care what happens, you just stand there and watch for a pinfall submission. That's it. What, what match that, are you most looking forward to? Oh man, I now I don't know. <laughs> like I thought I had an idea beforehand, but it's like all of this is just looking so dope. Like. I, I predicted that the tag team match, I had these three teams in it, but I thought that was going to be the ladder match. Now that they got Santos and Devlin in the ladder match, I'm thinking that 
that's gonna steal whatever night is on easily. Like, cause Santos, I don't think he's getting enough love. Like that dude is nah. still on point. And we know Devlin can go. So you add a ladder into the mix, like that's gonna be some chaos. Then the unsanctioned, I I, I said it the other night. I'm gonna say it again. I don't know how much he can sustain it, but Adam Cole is going to do his best to turn Kyle O'Reilly into a star because that's his guy. They've been building towards this. I predicted how it was going to go down. People didn't want to listen. <laughs> but, you know, this was the end game. And I think if if Adam Cole is ever going to go up to the main roster, this is probably the way for him to go out. So that the combination of all of that tells you this is going to be over the top. And that's without even mentioning the main events. Like, you know, EO and Miss Pardon My Back over there, <laughs> Giant Gonzalez. She she been on fire. And I said I said this the other night with, with uh, Matt and them. I'm like, obviously Raquel's gonna go over. And I'm I'm guessing EO's probably gonna go to the main roster after this because she ain't got nothing left to prove after that. But if that's the case, I need to see her and Zoe do some one-on-ones. Yeah, I was, I was, after I was this week. That. Yeah, I was just about to say that because I'm selfish and uh, <laughs> put myself in a Booker chair. Uh, I, I would like to see Zoe maybe cost EO the championship. I don't know what benefit that would have for her, but I don't know. But I do want to see them possibly feud. I think Zoe would be an incredible heel just looking at her package. You know what I'm saying? She can just pull out a whole bunch of different moves. She can just break down her opponent yeah. the way a heel would do it. So I, yeah, I think after, I think a heel run would benefit her. Like she was a face on the indies, yeah. and she was very popular. But I think a, a heel run on national television would do her some good. Well, I'm selfish too. That that honestly, if you're looking at it, that that could be a short term or a long term. Because you know, after watching them this week on NXT, I'm like, I got to see more of that. But depending on how the match goes between her and EO, it's like she could, within the next month, couple months, break off from Dakota. Dakota could turn on her, one or the other. And she could have that face run. Like, not baby, but she could have that face run. And then if you want to insert Zoe into the program as a heel, that that could work. So I'm I'm all for that, but I just, I got to see the one-on-ones. Cause like Damn. they done they done strapped the whole rocket to Zoe from the jump, so if that's the case, then we we, we got to see them run that, you know. Greatest champion in Vegas history. <laughs> <laughs> and and of course, of course, you got you know Cross and Finn, like second best champ in Vegas history. That's <laughs> that's gonna sell itself. Like I I, I said me personally. I would love if they just brought the demon out for this so that Cross can beat him. And that just puts the the bigger stamp on him when he wins the title. He's a bigger star, bigger heel, because the demon is unbeatable. And, I mean, it kind of fits the theme, you know, like Cross is at that, her, him and Scarlet have that, that dark side of him. And it's like, well, you know, Finn can get crazy too. So it's like, you know, you mix all that together and you got two nights, so you can put some time in the entrances, you know. Yeah. That 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 can work good. Do we know if this takeover is having a crowd? I don't think so. I don't think they've even announced where takeover is gonna be at. 
I guess they kind of follow. I want to see. I want to see Killer Cross in front of a crowd with that entrance. He he deserves it. Yeah. It's about it's about damn time. Honestly, need that. But uh, yeah, that that's the that's the heat that was announced on NXT. But for for, for Mania, run this one down. We got some heat oh, that was announced for Mania. <laughs> uh, we got Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, which I don't remember if they announced that last week or this week, but this week, yeah. So yeah, that's that's gonna be fun. Like Cesaro pulled up on Seth in the locker room wearing slacks and dress shoes and still swung that man. And you know how slippery dress shoes are on concrete, especially dusty locker room concrete. <laughs> the fact this man was able to still pull that off. Those are some high-quality shoes right there. Got to be. Like, he got those made over, he did not overseas. <laughs> <laughs> them claims straight from Switzerland. Like, he spent the whole check on them shoes. Easy. Hey, hey he got that new contract. He got a raise. He's like, I'm going to give me some new, <laughs> some new shoes and, and run around here in my shoes and my slacks shirtless at work all day. Because I can do that because I'm so sorrow. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, on Raw, we got Oscar versus Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. That's going to be fun. Uh, regardless of how y'all feel about it, I, let, let me just break this down. I've seen people complaining about Rhea Ripley <laughs> jumping the line mm-hmm. on her quote-unquote first night on the roster. One is more so like her eighth or ninth appearance on the main roster we know who she is we know what she's about we know she's won women's championship in nxt uk she's won the nxt women's championship over in america in florida she was in a high profile matchup for the raw women's i mean the nxt championship at wrestlemania last year like that's the only point that matters. I, I I don't understand people that say, "Oh, she she's getting a she's getting a push. She's just getting this push right away at WrestleMania." She had the arguably the best match of night two at WrestleMania last year. So it's her second Mania. So she's not exactly new. Yeah. And more importantly, what what do you have to propose better for Oscar at WrestleMania? Naomi. I'll wait. Because it seems it seems to be those are the only people that had an issue with it is people that wanted to see Naomi in that spot. Which is a conversation for another day. Right, right. If, if you follow me on Twitter, you know how I feel about Naomi stands. Uh, I think they're very delusional lot <laughs> of people. Listen, when she lose Lana, then we'll talk. Yeah. Like right now, like I don't want Naomi in the title scene with Lana by her side and Lana holding her down like she did the other black person that she was partnered up with. I don't want that. So when Naomi get rid of that dead weight, then we can talk. Like uh, channel that inner Dr. Umar. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you know the white managers. <laughs> this is all, this is only for Africans. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Uh, also announced, we got uh, The Fiend versus Randy Orton, which uh, this needs a step for sure. I, I oh, yeah. need to get us a step. I ain't trying to I ain't trying to see these two go one-on-one. 
in a and, regular and nothing, old match. Nothing else with fire, please. Like nah. it's played, it's played out at this point. Like we, we get it. We get it. Like do some like something I suggested, have this man be rehabilitated back to the original form of the fiend. Cause yeah. 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 But yeah, this needs a step. Uh Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. This is the one that we have been waiting to see these two going one-on-one at WrestleMania since December 11th, 2014. Yeah. If you don't know what December 11th, 2014 was, that is the day Kevin Owens had his debut match in NXT and Sami Zayn won the NXT championship that same night in the main event at TakeOver, our evolution. And he killed that man. And he destroyed his boy. And took his title at the next pay-per-view. Sami Zayn has no successful defenses of the NXT championship. You, you could argue, you could really argue that that moment is one of the one of the key points that made NXT the riveting TV that it became oh, yeah. over the next couple years. That like, was the that was the first time ever, too, if I'm not mistaken, that uh that we got fooled by the title card. Oh yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Like great wrestling can carry me only so far. The storylines and drama is what really gets you. So seeing that man come out there, not only attack his boy, but hit power that bomb power on bomb on the apron. The hardest part of the ring, mind you. Exactly. You seeing him stretch it out, stretch it out of the arena after he just won the NXT title. It's like the title that yeah. he worked so hard for a whole year to get. And as soon as he get it, his best friend, his man's, his boy, the guy, I, I'm the one that got you this job here in case. Right. Exactly. Like, <laughs> oh, that shit is crazy. And I they need been that. Teasing it. They've been teasing it ever since. For, for years. And we finally getting it at WrestleMania and uh, they are going to water it down by including Logan Paul. So, uh, Aside from that, I'm gonna still enjoy the match as, as much to my best ability. I won't uh, see. I don't. But what can you do? And, and that needs a step too, because obviously KO is dead serious about jumping off w- that ship. WWE, stop, stop being thirsty <laughs> for these celebrities that you just get anybody. Like, did you spend all the budget on Bad Bunny, and you just had enough left for Logan Paul at the end of the day? You could have gave me that shit. <laughs> at least I appreciate it. Oh, I don't, I don't know, man. That bad bunny might, might might have cost him a good little bit. Granted, you know, it might not fan, get y'all so. as much, you know, engagement as Logan Paul. Like, I don't got a big YouTube channel with millions of subscribers, but I would like to say I, I I'm pretty captivating and and will provide some compelling uh, entertainment on television. Just tell me what to do. Let me. Let me do my thing too. Like we can get we can get this cracking for WrestleMania 38 next year in Dallas. I I, I, will, I will show up if y'all allow me to cut the check, Vince. Right. I know you're listening. Been saying that for how long? I mean, you know, why not? Coming up on two years of saying cut the check, Vince. Damn. About a year and a half coming up on two years. That's oof. I mean, listen, it's, it's gonna cost you less than. You know, bad bunny in them, you know. So yeah. Why not? I agree. Speaking of bad bunny, 
uh, Bad Bunny versus The Miz. Now, this I, I, I'm I was gonna ask, I was gonna ask you this question: Which match are you most looking forward to? I am most looking forward to this match because I'm, I'm putting myself in in Bad Bunny's shoes. Okay, Bad Bunny has been a lifelong wrestling fan. It's, it shows clear as day. He took his first bump at the Royal Rumble, got up holding his ribs. It, it was like he was a natural. That's just stuff we do as, as lifelong fans. It's second nature for them to do that mm-hmm. after taking their first bump. Because that's what you see everybody else do. So you just know immediately to sell. Yep. So off that, I know Bad Bunny got some moves in his bag because I know he was one of them kids like myself, who was hitting moves on stuffed animals when we was 12 years old, 10 years old. So I know he gonna have the right (laughs) techniques down. And when you're working with a pro like the Miz who's gonna help carry him, I think we are gonna be surprised just off of that alone. Just cause I know the passion is gonna be there. I I know he's been in Florida. He's been in Florida every single week besides like one week. And that was the week of the Grammys. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, he was out for that. So he, he had prior engagement. But aside from that, he's been on every single show. Mm-hmm. So I know that passion is there. I'm pretty sure he's been working. You know how many rings they got scattered through the through the stadium? Oh, yeah, of course. So I know he got some time, you know, what's, what's called time for what's called time for Monday Night Raw? Like noon? Show don't go live till 8 o'clock. So you got eight hours. That's enough time for somebody to get a session in. Yeah, he's work on some moves. So I think he's gonna surprise us, man. I mean, he probably will. The only thing, the only thing I say about now that it, making it a singles match instead of like a tag team with him and Priest is just like it's a lot of, it's a lot of heavy lifting that the Miz is gonna have to do. That that and you create that that pressure. You know what I'm saying? You know, it was different when you had you know McAfee and Adam Cole. Cause at least Adam, at least Pat McAfee was an athlete. You know, it's just a matter of you know making that transition into the sports entertainment realm of it. You know, Bad Bunny, he's a fan. Yeah, of course. So he he understands you know uh, the, the aspects of the business. You know, like you said, selling and stuff like that. You know, but it's like that pressure he's gonna have to produce. And thankfully, he's got a guy like the Miz who you know has been a veteran for over a decade now. He's never been hurt and stuff like that. So he knows the safe way to get through a match. But it's like now you're going to have all these fans who don't even know about wrestling. They're going to be watching to see what he does. So it's like, you know, it, it creates a new audience, new eyes, which is good. But it's like it, there, there's more pressure on him. Like you said, more heavy lifting for Miz to do. But I do think that he probably will surprise some people. I, I don't doubt that. You know, I, I think two two guys who, you know, I just I just really kind of I, I knew about Bad Bunny before the Rumble, but I didn't really care about him per se. So I didn't really know that much about him from but from what I know now about him and, and what I've known about the Miz for years is that I don't I don't think either of these two guys uh are scared of pressure. So, you know, Zero Miedo or the Pentagon. <laughs> and, and I'm also speak, speaking of that. I'm looking forward to this uh, this new video that Miz and Morrison are dropping tomorrow night because it, it, oh god, he kind of slapped from from the little bit I heard. I'm not gonna lie, it kind of slapped a little bit. This oh man, 
Listen, any, the last two songs they dropped was fire too. I'm about to say anything that they drop in terms of like the music videos and stuff, I will watch it because it entertains me. I'm not gonna say it slap, but it definitely entertains me. So I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna get that to them. I, I, I'm I'm gonna be looking forward to this one. And uh, and also announced uh, our main event for night two: Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan versus Edge for the Universal Championship. So out of all these matches announced, man, uh, which one are you looking forward to the most? And, and what are your thoughts on this triple threat? Oh, that that honestly, that's the one. That's the one for me. Because obviously I, I don't I don't like the way, you know, Daniel Bryan's kind of, you know, pouted his way into it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're gonna hold the show hostage that's, until that's you white get goat another privilege. shot. Like, I'm not I'm not a big fan of that. But what it did, I do like, because Edge is officially a heel now. Like it's, it's, they, done, they done said it already. He is a, now a heel going into this. And we see that that unhinged, you know, off the, off the cuff, like, wild side of Edge that it's like that, you know, the late 2000s before, you know, he got to that point where he was close to retiring, like, where he like, was oh, really at his peak. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I said, I was talking about it before. Yeah, like when he was um when he was going into the cell with Taker and he just snapped, like those those are the vibes I got watching SmackDown this week. So if we're gonna get that edge at WrestleMania, plus Roman Reigns when he's been on top of his game now, and you know, to to Daniel Bryan's credit, and I, I said this on the last episode, is like he's been putting on the best work inside the ring of his career ever since he had you know that resurgence to get back in the ring and you know after he had to retire it's like he had that that Shawn Michaels effect you know he had the time off he came back reinventing his game a little bit and now he's like getting those you know similar but different results so when you put all the three of them together like that that's gonna slap easily like it's one of those things where you're glad it's two nights because it's not a super long card just to get to this. Yeah. And now people can enjoy it, especially with a crowd. They can enjoy it the way we're meant to. So I'm I'm definitely looking out of those. I'm definitely looking forward to this one the most. And, and you also had that built-in story, which uh, I seen I seen it mentioned on a uh, on Twitter on Friday, uh, how oh, yeah. all three of these men had had their careers taken away from them for a moment. And Ed, Edge has been the only one so far who has not come back and reached that pinnacle again. Roman did it immediately. Daniel Bryan, it took him a few months to, to get there. Edge, he he thought he was going to do it, ended up getting hurt again. I had to sit out for another few months. Came back. Now it, it's his turn. I think he, Edge, Edge is also the oldest one in this match. Edge is 47 years old. So he he got a lot more riding on it. So I, I really like that he has more intensity. He feels a little bit more desperate than the other two to yeah. to reach that pinnacle again. So it's it's actually regardless of what y'all may feel, this is a really good story is being played out. Oh yeah. And in fact, if you're mad at Daniel Bryan getting introduced, Daniel Bryan was probably gonna be in this match anyway. Just because it started building up to it in November. Right. So right. 
Don't be mad. Like, I don't even want to say be mad at Edge because he won the Rumble. Uh, yo, it was crazy. He'd be like, just had Daniel Bryan win the Rumble. I mean, no, I think that added to the story a little bit. You know what was really crazy? Talking Smack does better long-term booking than creative does. It's true. Cause and and Kevin Owens mentioned something today, uh, uh, yesterday when he was on there. And you tell Paul, he was like, "What's that? What's that pay per view that comes after WrestleMania? Get the, the ladders. ladders, yeah, and the briefcase up at the top." Paul Heyman he, was like, "He just left it right there." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, okay." So, so now you know what's and, happening. Uh, like, uh, Paul Paul's face though was like, "Fuck, I forgot about that." Exactly. I, I know how that worked because I was, I helped Brock with it a couple years ago. Right. He's feeling that he feeling that heat now, so uh, I like that. Shout out to talking fact. Uh, yeah. Fact. Out of out of these new matches at Mania, I am uh I am most definitely looking forward. Aside from the Bad Bunny and the Miz, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, this this triple threat the most. Miz, three of my favorite guys. I don't I don't even care who wins, cause in the end we win. Oh yeah. I like to be cliche about that. We win in the end. Yeah. And I don't think he can go wrong. I, I think uh probably the most obvious route here. Dead, uh, Daniel Bryan or Edge pin each other, and Roman Reigns goes on a complete tear because he was never pinned to win his championship. Or lose I, I, suggest, his championship. I suggested this the other night, and I think I think it's a good idea. I really do. So it could be either Daniel Bryan going over Edge, he taps him out. Edge pinning Daniel Bryan pins him. They go to have their feud because I, I would love to see them go one on one, especially with the way that, that they're building the, this tension between them. So they can do that at the very next pay per view, and then Roman, even though he won't, he don't got to be out of the title picture, but for that next pay per view, while Daniel Bryan and Edge go at it, he can just book himself a match with Adam Pearce and just beat his ass for as long as he so chooses to for whatever match you want on the card. You know, Roman said on Friday, what are they going to do, fire us? Exactly. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like, listen, so 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 you messed me up at Mania. So now, what is it, money in the bank? Me and you, for as long as I want, until the, until I tell them to ring the bell, your ass is mine. That's it. And Adam Pierce is about 10 months overdue from an ass whooping. Oh, easy. Easy. From somebody. I mean, he's only about to take his job anyway, so. Yeah. Like you, you overdue from uh, you know for ass whooping from somebody. Braun still owe you some some fades. I think Miz Morrison or should should beat your ass too. By the way, I don't know if the hurt business got beef with you, but I, I want them to fuck you up too, Adam Pierce. And then then Roman can can get the rest of the scraps at the end of the day. Now Roman head of the table. You probably want first dibs. Oh yeah 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 no he. It's him before everybody else. But um, I don't remember if her business got beef with him. This is, a, this is an Adam Pierce hate podcast. Listen, I, I said he the worst, worst authority figure. So I forget who it was. Somebody told me Mike Adamly. Like, listen, that that that's a good argument, but I'm not hearing it. I'm not. I'm sorry. Adam Pierce wins ten times out of ten for me. I feel like 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 well, Mike Adamly, he was one of them. You, you ever get a job that you just wasn't qualified for? Like you lied on your resume, <laughs> right? You, you just lied about your skills. Like that is that is Mike Adamley. He was 
he was perfect at he wasn't perfect as commentator, but like that was that was the perfect fit for him as an announcer for his experience. And then they made this dude an authority figure and try to have him be Healy a little bit too. He the fact that he just he just did it with enthusiasm. That 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 that's why it like kind of got overshadowed a little bit. It's like okay, we kind of we try to give him credit because he trying because he just did it with such a such as vibrant energy to it. It's like, nah, nah, bro, you still you still bad at your job. Like Adam Pierce just shows up and just does shit, and it's like, oh well. Yeah. Adam I don't Pierce know doesn't know what he's doing. Like he he just is bad at his job. He's not fit to be an authority figure on he that level, up. at least. He shows up to work to get beat up, to get berated, and to give to give orders coming down from someone else bigger than him. Like he he, he literally gets hung out to dry. I kind of feel for him, but then I don't. I don't, don't. know. <laughs> like one of, one of the worst authority figures. And, and and one day we are going to have a conversation about how terrible William Regal is at his job, but we're going to have that conversation another day, not today. What? What you mean, bro? William Regal? We're going to have that conversation another day. Oh, no. Maybe, oh, at, maybe at the end of the show. Oh, oh man. But uh, another match on Mania I wanted to talk about, man, uh, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. One main event, Banks versus Belair. Let y'all know right now. We need that main event night one of Mania. Cause why not? They they talk about how how big of a history making match this is, but not saying why it's making history. But we know why. That's all that matters. As long as we know, they they want to gloss over it. But I, I think that. That makes me think that they are going to main event night one because they keep on bringing up the historical context of it. You know, you want to dance around it, but obviously we know what's up. They, but, they like dancing around black issues a lot. Don't you notice it? Like, I, oh, like one we we knew we we knew about what Kofi and Daniel Bryan was about. They didn't mention it. We knew what it was about. Of course, of course. but. Uh, I, I want to talk about this because today, earlier today, I saw a bunch of people talking about who should win between Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, uh, including for some reason, people were just shocked that Sasha Banks fans wanted Sasha to win. No shit. Of course. Why not? Why, why wouldn't a fan of this wrestler want that wrestler to win? Aside from the fact oh, that God. you don't like Sasha Banks fans for, I understand. I, I I look. I see as a Sasha Banks fan, I look at the ones that's a little bit crazy on social media, and I get it. But don't be shocked that they want her to win. When I, I actually don't, I didn't see them uh, berating or putting down Bianca like they tend to do every single other woman on the roster. Like literally every other woman on the roster, they'll just like be very very nasty towards towards them on like mentioning alexa bliss on twitter and shit like that, that's the main that's, that's i didn't even see that with bianca so it seemed to be a lot more respectful than usual but they just feel like she deserves a win at mania and that's fine like but don't, uh, don't act like they're wrong about thinking that but i, I want to say 
I think Sasha Banks should win. I think Bianca should lose. Not because I'm a fan of Sasha. Like, I'm a fan of Bianca too. But I think that she shouldn't win her first try. Because I feel like if y'all want long-term booking, this is the perfect way to do this. Because a lot of folks say they, they like to, you know, you know, nut ride and hop on AEW's uh, long-term booking. When when Hangman, a lot of people are saying Hangman probably should have won the first championship. And they say, oh, no, it's part of a longer-term story that I don't really see being fleshed out. Like, I don't think there was plans for anything long-term. I think it's just you leave the door open to revisit it. That's not necessarily long-term booking. Whereas long-term booking in this sense, Sasha and Bianca, they, they kind of been, you know, allied for a bit since the, the end of November and, you know, early, mid-December around then. And now it got to the point where it's this tension and Sasha Banks being a vet, Bianca being this her first year on the main roster is a little bit tension there. But now we, you know, we, we resorted to Sasha addressing Bianca as a rookie and just berating her for her lack of experience, which has led to costing uh, them matches together. So yeah. I say all that to say, why don't we have Bianca lose at Mania via a, a quote unquote rookie mistake and have her grind her way back up to another title shot throughout the summer I just want to say, if you want to do that, don't have her losing to Natalia, but have her grind her way to, to, to another title shot at some point in the summer. And you can crown her and, you know, whenever. Preferably at SummerSlam, but you can crown her at any time before that. I just think have her, you know, learn from whatever mistakes you made. And I think that that actually give a little bit more sympathy to a character who I think is a natural heel, but if you're gonna make her baby face, give her an actual reason for the crowd to really cheer for her. I think the best way you do that is have her lose that mania. Scene. I uh, I mentioned this before because I, I asked you the question: Would you would you be okay with Bianca having her moment at the expense of? What is it now? What would it, it would be? Owen six seven. at WrestleMania. Owen seven at WrestleMania for Sasha, and I'm like, I I don't know how I feel about that. Now the problem is because that that scenario will work. The problem is is that they kind of they, they're pushing themselves into this corner harder and harder. That if Bianca doesn't win, it's like, well, what did you do all this for? It's like you 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 brought Bianca on. You had to look pretty strong from the get. She wins the rumble and she's got, you know, th th this this rocket on her back with the and you know all her the chronicle and everything like that. And they're talking about it. And they're giving her, you know, all of the I don't want to say the, the sympathy card, but it's like they're they're rallying around her essentially. And now we're you're kind of finally getting Sasha back to the heel side where she does belong. And you know, if you're gonna main event night one, it's like, well that kind of all adds up to oh naturally it's wrestlemania bianca's gonna go over so i, I like that we finally getting away from this nice shit because uh that that's been making me ill from the yeah. second they was doing it 
you know what I'm saying? The, the, it just slaps. It, it was awkward. <laughs> like just from from the first time they teamed up, it just seemed like an awkward pairing. Like it just they they didn't have any natural chemistry together yeah. at all. Aside from you know, aside from the representation politics, it was nothing that really blended between those two. And so right. I, I'm like you said, I'm glad they've stepped away from that. Yeah, like it's good. Like the slaps, I don't know how she keeps taking these slaps. I'm glad she finally hit her back. But like, listen, there's far worse that should have happened. But I'm gonna I'm gonna let that be because she finally snapped on her. But it's like because you booked it this way, it's kind of it's tough for you now. The only way I could see is if Sasha wins, kind of fluky. Like if she rookie mistake, she gets away. Yeah, yeah, something, something that she just capitalizes on that Bianca does. She pulls a win, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. But then she, you still, you keep Bianca you can, strong. You can close and, out that first night the same way you yeah. closed out WrestleMania 28, and just had Bianca sit on the ramp, just digested, just like John Cena. <laughs> I mean, you could do that. You could, but that 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 that's the way you have to do. It. Like Sasha can't definitively beat Bianca because then. Then you just look stupid. Yeah, just, yeah. Have her just don't don't have her just outright beat her. Is look dumb as hell. Have her lose to a, a rookie mistake, and then you you build from there. Like I think I think it, it, that's the that's the best possible way you can do it. That way you 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 give Sasha a win at Mania because I think she yeah. she does deserve a win at Mania. Yeah, like, yeah. Like that's, but after after this this many years, it's like man, ugh. Yeah, that's that's my take on it, but yeah, that's how I feel. That's fair. Yeah, and then that's, that's that's why I brought it up. I'm like, everything she already accomplished, you know, every belt. The only thing she doesn't have is money in the bank in the Rumble. But it's like, then you look at Mania. Everybody else on the roster got wins at Mania, essentially, but Sasha. At least everyone that matters. Yeah. I mean, Braun, Braun won with a 10-year-old. And Braun's oh, been booked like a dickhead ever since. So, Oh, man. That's three years. That's all I'm That's all I'm, I'm saying when I reference this feud is Nickelodeon. Because I'm not feeling it at all. It, it, does this make me a bad person? That when I was watching the match and they tagged, they tagged a little boy in, and he was out there with Cesaro, and I wanted Cesaro to swing him around so bad. <laughs> Does that make me a bad person? Nope. Nope. <laughs> because I I had nothing but disdain for that child since he showed up on the screen. And the fact that they literally put the belts on. The fact that this child got to take a picture with an actual championship belt I mean by you. WWE. Like, I, he is in the hall of past tag team champions. I, I'm I, I have no sympathy. So no, no. I actually I think I think you are actually a better man than me because I didn't even think of it. And I'm I probably should have, but no. That that that's that's there's nothing wrong with that. That's a great thing to think of. It should have happened. What little kid gonna get whiplash, he'll be fine. He cool. Ten yeah. years old, man. You know, you all right. Yeah, he'll be all right, you cool. Facts, man. Uh this one, uh, maybe, maybe we'll close out on this. Uh, this is the last of my topics. So I'll run it down. Uh, announced this past week uh, to the WWE Hall of Fame. We got a pair of giant additions 
uh, in a uh, Grand Slam champion, Kane, and a uh, former world heavyweight champion, a great colleague. Uh, how are we feeling about these uh, latest inductees here, Reed? Uh, well, I Kane was a no-brainer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Kane was a no-brainer. Um, I mean, after dude was wrestling in his 50s and looking like it's nothing. I mean, and his career, everything, and not just stuff with Taker. I mean, just in general. I mean, if you, if you, <laughs> you electrocute a man's testicles on live television, I mean, you, you can have whatever you want. Kali uh, was a little bit of a surprise. And I'm just like, I guess I can see why they're doing it. I just, when I think about, you know, the people that haven't gotten in at this point in time, I'm just like, eh, okay, happy for you, but um, what are we, what are we really talking about here? Like, he got, he got one, one championship belt win. He was a world, world title because Edge got injured, and outside of that, it, he posed a big threat. You know, when he first showed up against Taker. Later against Cena, against Batista, but ultimately he just went on to lose those feuds. It's like he got a one up on Taker, which was huge. But Taker came back. He was supposed to have a match at SummerSlam, but for whatever reason, they they put it on SmackDown on free TV. He lost that. Cena beat him twice. Batista beat him. I, it there wasn't much impactful about it. So. I, I can see why you do it again, but it wouldn't have been my first choice. That that's all I say about that. So I'm gonna uh, try to be nice. Yeah. Uh with, with Kane, like you said, man, it's a no-brainer. Uh Grand Slam champion. Uh is one damn near everything. I think he I think he got the most uh total eliminations in Royal Rumble history, if I'm not mistaken. Um at, at one for for about 13 years, he held the record for most eliminations in the match. 11. Yeah. And Roman got 13 in 2014. And, and then Braun ended up passing that record at some point. But uh, so, yeah, most, most records and most uh, record eliminations in the Rumble. I think he has the most TV matches wrestled in WWE. It was like a thousand something. I want to say, I want to say, yeah. Uh, no brainer Hall of Famer, man. Uh, you know, just the, the stuff, the fact that he was able to turn that stuff with Undertaker into as long as a career as he had, because it, it was only supposed to be temporary. And he took mm. that and he he ran with it. Uh, Greg Khali, I'm going to throw a curveball here and say Greg Khali is uh, well-deserved as well. Uh, aside from the fact he was a former champion, this guy, I, I, for the same reason that uh, when Yao Ming retired from the NBA in 2011 and they wanted to induct him into the Hall of Fame the very next year as a, as a contributor because Yao Ming's presence in the NBA added just a whole new fan base to the NBA. And the Greg Khali did the same exact thing. That's when the true. Greg Khali debuted, that opened up the doors so much for Indians. This guy is a is an Indian icon. And yeah. off of that alone, he's a Hall of Famer, which if he did nothing else in WWE, 
he opened that door business-wise. He opened that door as well for a lot of, I'm, I'm sure a lot of Indian kids turning on WWE, never seen wrestling in their life. Now they see this and they see somebody that looks like them with a championship and he's larger than life in the great Tali. That's fair. Yeah, like I, I don't think- Probably inspired a lot of people to want to wrestle. So I, I think yeah. just off of that alone is Hall of Famer. I don't think and they would have felt- Oh, my bad. Like, I don't think they would have felt as confident pulling the trigger on Jinder Mahal couple years later if it weren't for you know how far they got with Kali so by that by saw Kali show up yeah. during that that rain too yeah yeah so I, I could see that point just off of that alone and and I, I think that should not be ignored I saw a lot of people ignoring it talking about the great Kali didn't deserve it and how you know ah this is why Hall of Fame is a joke I was like hey nah this is a perfect addition to the Hall of Fame, because why not? I mean, it's a lot. It, from from a business sense, it, it makes sense for them to do it, and uh, and I think if the great Khali, if if that man debuted twenty five years before he did, he 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 would have definitely oh. been seen in a different light. That would have been that honestly probably would have been the best thing for him because. I, Right around, well, that that would have been like probably what the late eighties, but um, yeah, it was coming up on that time where you know Vince had to get away from the the big muscle bound guys, so he started going with just big guys in general. So he would have fit right in, you know, because that that's when he pushed Mabel, that's when he pushed Vader, um, Kevin Nash, and those guys like that. So it would have worked out for him. Indeed. And uh, speaking of Kevin Nash, uh, I think with the great Khali, this leaves Bob Sapp as the only wrestler from the longest yard who is not in any Hall of Fame. Yeah. And Bob Sapp should be in somebody's Hall of Fame, I would say. He's the only black IWGP champion. Like, that alone. Are you, you're the only black person to have success in New Japan on that level. Damn. And that was in somewhere in the nineties, I think. Damn. So in the Hall of Fame from the longest yard, uh Greg Holly, Stone Cold, Kevin Nash, and Michael Irvin. And Goldberg. Mm-hmm. And, and Michael Irvin. Damn, dog. <laughs> that, that is a that is a great movie too, by the way. It is. It really is. Shout out, to, shout out to Chris Rock. Yes, sir. One day, I'm going to do my Chris Rock impersonation on this show. Shout out to Adam. Shout out to Adam, Adam Sandler, too, man. Adam, Adam, take care of his people. Like, Chris Rock is one of his homies from way back. Like, like, like when's the last time... This dude put Rob Schneider on, I'm going to say. When's the last time you've seen an Adam Sandler movie that did not have Rob Schneider in it? Oh, yeah. No, nah, every... Pretty much every movie he makes, Kevin James, he makes sure, he makes sure his people's in. Kevin James, Rob Schneider, Spade. David Spade, yep, Chris, some form of either one, two, or all of them, as many as he can get. It's like he'll put them on every. Everybody eats. Like, that's love, right? Like that. That's love. And shout out to Uncut Gems. I I, I think uh, Uncut Gems did not get a lot of love during the war season that it should have 
I think a lot of that was because they had Adam Sandler in it, and they probably looked at it like, Adam Sandler, no. You know, you know, you know the, the pretentious people who vote on awards, and they saw Adam Sandler, and they said, no, we don't want Adam Sandler. Honestly, it's not even, it wasn't even Adam. That movie did just like, I, maybe I'll watch it again just to get like another. You know, that was my favorite. Eyes, but it was just like. Todd, it was Todd for my favorite movie. Of that, that, that constant, it was just like, it was just building anxiety constant. For That's me. what I like, loved about it. <laughs> the whole movie does not give you a chance to breathe. You don't really breathe for like two hours. You probably don't even notice that you're not breathing, but there is not, there's probably one moment in the entire film where you can kind of decompress a little bit. And even in that moment, and if, if you've seen Uncut Gems, it, it was it was a it was a scene where Adam Sandler's character is hiding in the closet perving on his girlfriend or or a side piece. Yeah. Like, that was probably the only moment in that whole film where it was minor intensity. But you were still kind of anxious because you was like, damn, this this getting hot. Like he out here getting steamy. <laughs> Even then, you were still worked up. So, oh man, great movie, man. Kevin Garnett was incredible. He was playing himself. Yeah, I I, I would believe that's how he really is in real life. So. Is, that is how he is in real life. Like, if, right. if you, I haven't. I don't, I don't really watch NBA on TNT, but KG had like his own segment on there a couple years back. Mm-hmm. The way he acted in that segment is how he acted in Uncut Gems. So that is exactly how that man acts in real life. And they said Amari Stoudemire was supposed to play that role would not have been as great. Uh, Maybe not. I don't know. That role was written for Amari Stoudemire because he's Jewish. Uh, Ah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. KG did way better. I could see it. I don't... um, I guess I don't really know Amari's personality like that. Whereas like KG's personality, we we knew. KG's oh, been my favorite yeah. player at one point. And then he, you know, he went to this team in Massachusetts and, and beat the Lakers in the finals in a closeout game uh, by 40 points. And so uh, I stopped being a KG fan at that point. But, yeah. Hey, listen, man. They, yeah, he had to win a ring, man. Play, could, could, could you... Could you could we would you really be cool if a player the the caliber of KG retired without getting the ring? I mean at the Lakers expense, yeah. Like he, he had a shot, <laughs> he had a shot to come to LA. And I and if you're listening still, uh we probably done talking about wrestling at this point. So you can tune out if you want to. We just shooting this shit right now. We might zero back in on wrestling a little bit here, but we talking about basketball right now because we got to promote the havoc hour that's right so we will give you a little glimpse of what you get on the havoc hour yes sir and this is how we talk we talk about kg Mm -hmm. i think i think it would have been fine especially nowadays too because you know if he if he retired without a ring like so what you know they would have they would have gave him some ringless jokes here and there you know but y'all let y'all let all these other people run around ringless and making excuses for him over the last <laughs> nine years. <clears throat> James Harden. So, oh God. <laughs> I don't see the big deal. Well, I mean, uh, 
he, he's he, he doing something about it in Brooklyn now, I guess, you know. I, I, I don't know why everybody turns and say it's KD that, that, that says, oh, he got to load up and get super teams and stuff like that. Did anybody ever think that maybe the, these vets out here are tired of playing on bad teams and just say, listen, they got a squad in Brooklyn. Let's jump on the bandwagon. Let's go help them. I mean, if you're tired, if you're tired of playing on bad teams, stop, stop signing with bad teams. (laughs) You'll you'll sign with bad teams and then be stuck in the contract for like five years and then be mad when your team ain't doing shit. Uh, Or you you go, you go to a, a, a team that's aging to ring chase and then be mad when the team is too old to compete after your second year. Well, but that 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 I get that I get because you know you gotta you gotta go to the right situation too. Facts. This has been a preview of the Havoc uh, Hour podcast. Uh, if you want to hear more, make sure to listen to the Havoc Hour because we talk about sir. wrestling over here. We don't go yes, you know, into extended <laughs> basketball conversations, but. WrestleMania right. coming up, man. I can't wait. Yeah. And uh, shout out. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a hectic week. Man, listen. It's a, <laughs> a lot of wrestling I'm going to have to watch. Right? And and I, I got I got an issue low-key with one of those matches, um, Tommaso Ciampa and, and Walter. I know I know Walter going to win. Because yeah. that is taking place on night one. And Walter is set to defend his championship on NXT UK. <laughs> Which is the same day as night two, the very next day. So, spoiler alert. Yeah, of course. But I mean, just so that's just, gonna take me out of that a little bit. But I just know, you know, it's, it makes me look forward to Tommaso Ciampa getting his ass beat a little bit more. I mean, there's a that's not even the only thing that makes it a spoiler. Like Tommaso Ciampa doesn't want to be on the main roster because of the schedule. I find it hard to believe that this man will go all the way out to the UK to be on programming on a regular basis and perform. Not to mention, if Walter finally loses that title to HMSO Champa, what's his next move? I know what the next move is. Next move is Finn Balor. But that would require him staying in the US, which he said he doesn't want to do. So either which way you slice it there, it's just equal to him not losing the belt, unless it's to somebody from UK. I don't, I don't know anybody over there that could beat him, but yeah, gonna be fun, man. So we'll 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 cross that bridge uh, a little bit further when we come to it. Uh, I want to give a, a shout out to Versus Pro Wrestling Boulevard Brawls uh, returned yesterday afternoon. Uh, me and my guy, Mister Twenty Four Seven, was there. So uh, we got some good footage, got some good stuff going on. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, maybe on our Instagram for sure, on Twitter for sure, on Facebook. Uh, get our Instagram back, man. Free call, you know, free YK wrestling. Facts. I was <laughs> I was telling him about that because I guess Justin didn't hear about it because he was like, "Yo, y'all had a whole y'all numbers was blowing up. Like, what happened to the page?" I'm like, "Man, let me tell you about Instagram and how they be some hoes, man." Oh, yeah, we did a squad dirty. So uh, y'all I'm trying, to, man. I need to, y'all need to undo this mistake that you made. 
you know, anybody listening that got some connects with Facebook or Instagram, you know, let us know. You know, you know, we hook us up. For real though. Like we was at we was at what five K? Nine K. Not oh my God. Yo, give it back, bro. Man. <laughs> like, Cause you know on Instagram when you, when you hit like 10k followers, yeah, you, you unlock certain features on the accounts. So I was just waiting. I was like, man, I'm about to pounce on these features. I was, I was about to use these yeah. features. I was about to, I was about to blow up off of some of these features. I was about to use. And I was about to go See. crazy. And now I'm not. See. you know, messed up, man. Just just trying to get the. We just trying to get the check cut. We, we just you know, we just we just three you know three three young black men under thirty in America trying to get it and, and, and y'all taking it away from us. That's what I'm saying, bro. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Instagram, man. Uh, I don't, I don't mess with y'all, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made me lose my passion for this. You know what I'm saying? Instagram, I need y'all to do me a favor. Stop it. <laughs> Get some help. Please. That's a fact. We then we can close on that note, man. Uh, Reek, man, plug your socials, brother. Yeah, y'all can find me at ReekHappy24 on Instagram and Twitter. And also, as we mentioned already, go check out the Havoc Hour on Spotify, Anchor, YouTube as well, wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, go check out the page on Instagram, underscore the Havoc Hour, underscore. Get some good content. Indeed, man. And, uh, you know, check us out at YK Wrestling everywhere except Instagram, which uh, YK Wrestling underscore. I'm, I might, I might, I might just start using it again. Like it's been over a month. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep grinding though. But uh, in the meantime, go ahead, check us out. Uh, check me out at tc.fontaine on Instagram. Don't, don't really post. I got a new camera. And shit. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> you got the package. Yeah, I got a package and, and they send me. Can you believe they send me a defective camera, bro? Wait, what? Yeah, man. Like one of the buttons is like hella loose when I press on it. So when I press on it, it I gotta press on it dumb hard. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Canon about that, see how we can get that situated. <laughs> gotta talk to them tomorrow. So I'm trying to set an alarm first thing, talk to them about that, see what's going on with that. But I got a new camera though, so we, you know, I might, I might take pictures of myself. So I need to, I need new headshots, and uh, I'm cheap. So I thought, I thought Malik was doing that. I don't know when Malik be free, so I might. I'm he free this week. He, he said he free this week, so I might have to hit him up and see, see what's going on with that. I'm about to say, yeah, we was talking about that like weeks ago. I need new headshots though. All right. <laughs> I've been, I'm so cheap. I've been using the same headshots for the last four years. Yeah. And I have Damn. not, I have not changed up my appearance one bit. So I look exactly the same. It's much cheaper. I don't know where Reek went. I don't know where Reek went. Oh, man. Uh, are you back, Reek? I think he's gone. Reek, right? Reek, you good? <laughs> okay. Uh, Reek is frozen. Solid. So I'm going to uh, close the show out on this note. 
This has been the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. We are out of here. Go.